When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, it's a special tribe supper when all four of us are sat in ready to record it. Uh, Patrick Bamford, obviously. John O'Phil and Vic join us as we discuss the striker's return. Vic, starting with you, I wrote yesterday after it was confirmed that, that it was inevitable and, and that at some stage he was always going to return and it, it felt like it was going to happen this month. Are you surprised or do you share that feeling? Uh, I think it ticks a lot of boxes and it's convenient for all parties. I think the big risk for Patrick Bamford, obviously, he's had three loans in Premier League clubs. And he hasn't scored a goal yet. And that starts to look a bit worrying on your CV. So he'll have come here knowing that he, he has to do it. He's got a point to prove. Uh, and that's got to be a good thing. He's come here hungry, knowing that he has to deliver. That, that's far better than having someone drifting through on loan, thinking, well, I can always go back to Chelsea if it doesn't work out. Work out. He's committed himself. That's good. Uh, the manager knows what he can do and trusts him. That's good. And he's come into an environment where he knows what the demands are on the training ground. So, you know, there'll be no culture shock. So that's good as well. So I think there's a lot of good things stacked up. Uh, of course, at the end of the day, it's all about you know, the proof of the puddings in the eating. Can he deliver? Uh, and where's he going to play? That's the real question mark. I suspect he won't start ahead of uh, Negredo. Uh, I don't think that there'll be a major change in, in shape to accommodate him, so there's two strikers. For me, that leaves him competing for the, the right side of, of the attacking three, the Stuani role. And when he did that here last time, he was very good, he's impressive. He's, 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 got, a, he's got good feet, he's got a little bit of pace, he's got an attacking instinct, and we know that if he gets in the box, he's got a shot at him as well. And arguably, that's what we need right now. So I, I think it can only be good. We'll, we'll get into the uh, we'll, we'll discuss that a bit more in, in a bit about the about where he fits in and how he fits in. But Phil, in terms of this move for Bamford, was it was it Borough or the Championship? Do you think he was he was running out of options in the Premier League? I'm not for one minute suggesting that's why he came here. I think Borough would have been the best option, but it, there can't have been too many more options in the Premier League given the fact this is a striker who, who hasn't scored in in 18 months and has has made two starts in that time. Yeah, I think any Championship club taking him would have been taking a huge punt, wouldn't it? For, for the point, for the reasons you've just pointed Premier out. Premier League club. Well, even a Championship club. Do you think? Yeah, I, th I think so because he just hasn't played any football. You know, it's if you're a Championship club, you're looking to make a signing who can make an impact, aren't you? So you know you've got half a season left to go. You may be pushing for promotion, or you may be battling against relegation. You need somebody who you can, can come in and hit the ground running. And if you're looking at it from a purely analytical point, you know Patrick Bamford. It's getting on to the thick end of two years since he's played any competitive football on a regular basis. You know you're looking at you're really looking back to the Norwich match when Borough won that fantastic away um, victory at, at Carrow Road when he picked up that injury. He really hasn't played any football of any great consequence since then. That's set the tone. That's set the tone, yeah. And um, I, think, I think, so looking at it from the outside, it, it's a gamble. I think from Borough's point of view, it's a classic example of making a signing when a, a player's stock is relatively low. So you get a player like Patrick Bamford. Two years ago, when we talked about Patrick Bamford, we hoped and prayed, didn't we, that he'd maybe come back on loan for another season and Borough wouldn't win promotion and they'd sign him for, for something like 12 million quid. 
in, in, in the summer of 2016. That, that was kind of the dynamic we all hoped would happen once Borough were lost in the playoff final. He went out on loan, obviously thought that he was going to get a chance with a Premier League club, which he did, but he didn't, for whatever reason, that didn't work. So we all understood the logic of going, going to a Premier League club. We all thought he was ready for the Premier League. I don't think anybody thought that he would stay for another season in the Championship, hence the reason Borough couldn't sign him, even though Aitor wanted him. Mm. So it all stacked up at, the, at, at that time, is that his career was hitting a, a natural progression. Um, it's it's obviously stalled, and I think Borough could have pulled off a really canny signing here. Mm-hmm. And whether he can make an impact this season for Borough remains to be seen, of course. It's interesting, Phil, you say that he's a gamble, but equally, it's, it's funny, he is a gamble because of the lack of minutes he played, but equally, when we talk about someone like a Jordan Rhodes, the narrative is that he just hasn't had a chance. Well, actually, Bamford's has played less minutes than Rhodes this season, so he hasn't had a chance either. The, the difference there, though, I'd say is... Jordan Rhodes has played under one manager and clearly thinks you know that doesn't suit the way he's trying to play. Bamford's had three, and I think mm. that that's the that's where the question has to be yeah, asked. And the question this does is three to... different managers. Why do you think, John? Or why, in your view, hasn't he? Hasn't he? Finished? I think it's always easy. I think for a manager to perhaps leave the lone player out. I mean, I think I remember at a time at Palace where. Um, I think they were going through a real tough spell um, under Pardew and I think even Conor Wickham was out um, Chamak was injured and, and basically Bamford was really the only obvious one to come in and he still didn't come in and that's when the question mark Fraser came Campbell above him, didn't yeah exactly him look I mean clearly all three of them have seen something they don't like clearly they, they don't feel that he's kind of equipped for the bottom half of the Premier League for, for whatever the way they want to play even a Norwich who were crying out for goals when they were going down didn't take a punt on him but sometimes, I mean, sometimes managers, it's easy. If, if it's a player on loan and you have a look and you, you don't really fancy him, it's easy to leave him out. But Aitor now, he, he does know all about him. I do agree with Vic that he's now working under a manager who, who trusts him and that will mean a lot. I think it also means a lot for the player that he's signed on a permanent deal because no longer does he have to kind of move into a flat and then get not, not know, oh, hang on, where am I going to be in six months' time? He's got the security of a long-term contract. As Phil said, that is a gamble, a four-and-a-half-year deal. But I think all of those things, you'll feel a little bit calmer and I think that even Borough taking a punt on him will kind of restore a little bit of that confidence because he was always a confident lad, wasn't he, when he was up there? We all spoke to him. I mean, it was his inner self-belief, really, that stood him out. I think that has taken a massive dent, but I think Borough saying, look, no, we're happy to part with this money. We think, what, six mil? Give you a long-term contract. That goes some way to, to hopefully getting him back to his rest. It's an admission, isn't it, Vic? Because Patrick Bamford was always insisting <coughs> that he was going to make a success of his time at Chelsea and that, and that that's why he just wanted the loan moves. To, to, to commit to that permanent deal is an admission that he's 23 now and he needs to be kicking on with his career. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the last two, last two years for him, or 18 months, has, has been a waste. He's been stuck in a career cul-de-sac. And, you know, it's all ifs and buts. Probably now he probably would accept that it might have been better to sign for Borough at the time. Uh, he'd have had a year under his belt here. He'd been part of the promotion party. Uh, he could have been well established, and people would may may have been talking him as as the next England striking sensation. Uh, so he's got time to make up. Uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing if people realise that that you know what they've potentially lost uh, and go out there and grab it because I think we all know that he's got the talent to do it. Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, I, I made the case, and a, a few people agreed, and a few people shot me down in flames. I still think he's probably I talk around his best ever signing since he came to the club in terms of what he achieved when he was here. And uh, I think the most interesting thing that came out of some of the things that Patrick Bamford said during his time at Middlesbrough when he, he was a great talker and very honest. <laughs> 
he had he he revealed that he knocked on the manager's door after a few weeks at Borough when so he was after the Arsenal game, yeah, was it? It was sort of coming in and out of the team. Um, I can't remember which game it had followed, but he'd actually knocked on the manager's door, and said, "Look, I need to play, and I need to play every. You need, you know, you need to back me." And it's very, I would imagine, very unusual for Ito or Karanka to open the door to a player and then take that on board and then say, "Okay." I hear what you're saying. Let's go with that because he did, and he 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 was for well as as Karanka rightly pointed out, he was named the player of the season, wasn't he, in 2015? Can can he do that now then? Given the fact he hasn't played for 18 months, if if a month down the line he still hasn't played or he's got you know a couple of minutes here and there from the bench from the bench, is he now in a position where he can? Well, Ito claims that he, he enjoys it when players knock on his door, but no, I don't think he can. At the point you're getting at, I think Vic's right that I think the knocks that he's had in the last kind of 18 months will have given him a lot of perspective, I think. And I remember it was after the Cup game at Arsenal, I think. I spoke to him in the mix zone and he kind of said, look, I'm playing on the right-hand side of midfield and I don't know how to play there. Like, basically, play me up front, I'm a striker. If you listen to the interview after he signed, um, signed last night, it was very different. He said, "Oh, I'm happy to play in whatever position. You know, I'm, I'm can play in both positions, and I'm just happy to play where the gaffer wants me." And that is a massive. That's a massive contrast. But that is because of his experience. He, 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 he Borough have dangled an olive branch out to him, haven't they? They've kind. Borough could have gone and got a different player. I don't think that Patrick Bamford. I think it was just an opportunistic buy, really. That it just happened. To, you know, Bamford said, "When this Burnley loan deal, he got in touch with Ito and said, look, I want to come back to Borough.'" And I think it was opportunism. So, I don't think Bamford is in a position to make demands, but he'll know that as well. He's a clever lad, isn't he? And he, he knows he'll have to get his head down. I think if you said to a Borough fan, indeed to any of us sat around this table, now in, in April 2015 that Borough would eventually sign Patrick Bamford for six million quid, we'd have, we'd have been doing cartwheels. You know, that, that's a fantastic piece of business to sign a, a, a player in his early 20s with that potential for that money. Yes, the thing we've got to factor in, as Vic says, is this he's really been in a bit of a career cul-de-sac. But you know, it could turn out to be one of the signings of the season. If if he can build on that, what we saw, I mean, I always go back to the goal he scored against Derby, an absolutely outstanding finish in a really tight match. Um, that's what he can do. Now, we don't know whether he can do that in the Premier League against Premier League defences, but the, the, all the raw materials are there, aren't there? And, you know, when you think of some of the players who've signed for 25, 30 million in the last four or five years in the Premier League who've barely kicked the ball. You'd have to say £6 million for a player like Patrick Bamford could could turn out to be a, a really canny bit of um, to be honest, business. You want to pay the £10 million. You want to you want to pay yeah, the, the million pound bonus for twenty goals. You know you want to pay the the bonus for Borough staying up. You want to pay the bonus for him playing for England. So you know, it's a rare situation that you want to pay over the odds in in this case because that will say he's been a success. And if he is a success and he does score goals, being English and being young is valuable. Shooter, treble. What you treble overnight? I love the phrase career cul-de-sac, and, and it's interesting. I've copyright. That you, <laughs> no, I'm using it. Now. Um, a lot of Karanka signs have been like that. He has, he has backed himself to get the best out of a player who's had a tough couple of years. Look at Valdez; he was completely out of the picture, and, and eyebrows are raised. And look at him now. I mean, what was, the, what was the stat this year that he's conceded the least amount of goals in the last twenty odd shots faced? Mm-hmm. Negredo has had a, pretty much eighteen months of nothing. Ramirez brought back Ramirez Fisher, who obviously left. It's the same with the players. Looks Fabio. Same. 
good game. Balaguer touching it in the tweet last week. It's the same with the players he's targeting this month with mm. Jesse Rodriguez yeah. and Bojan. He, he looks at these players as clearly talented and a challenge to get the very best out of them, clearly backing himself yeah. to do that. That's something that Borough have to do because they can't realistically compete with the big boys for players that are at the top of their game. Mm. But what we always say about Aitor, and, and again, we, we kind of use a, a fair few examples down the years, someone like an Ayala <laughs> or an Adoma, we say that he tends to make people better. That's, that's generally what we say. He tends to make players better on the training ground. And he's with the signings this year, it's been interesting because he has been taking people that clearly need a little bit of self-belief, a little bit of a lift, a hand up. Bamford's well in that category. And you have to say, on balance this season, I mean, everyone's been through little kind of spells of difficult form and everyone's been on good form but you have to say mostly his signings have proved okay this season haven't they? I think what you, what you, would, what you would say is, is that the players he signs as, as you rightly say are probably players who are, who's, who, who are in a little bit of a trough in terms of either form or their situation with their clubs or they've had an injury or they've had an injury yeah. but what they all have is, is undoubted class now his job is to make sure that they, they reproduce that class week in week out. That's easier said than done, of course, with someone like Ramirez, for example. But but it shows that Burra are thinking along the right lines in terms of the kind of players they sign. It, 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 you know, if if, they, if the players they were signing were ripping up the Premier League, they'd be out of our price range, quite frankly. You know, if if, if a Boyan was, was had scored twenty goals this season and 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 was was being rave reviews every week on Sky Sports and in the papers, then then frankly he'd be signing for a Manchester United or a or a Chelsea, wouldn't he? He wouldn't be it wouldn't be in our marketplace. We touched on or Vic touched on the position thing earlier. Phil, do you I mean he is a striker by trade. Do you think there's any chance of him replacing Alvaro Negredo in the next six months or do you think that right or the left side is more likely to be the I think it's a really interesting one. I think initially, I think he probably will. He could well play the Stuani role on the right and help, you know, help out that respect. But I think in the, I think Bill will have a really big decision to make in the summer, assuming the Stuart, which I think they will. Do you do you if, if, uh, invoke the clause you've got on Negredo, who's getting to the wrong end of his twenties um, now, isn't he? What is he twenty nine, thirty, something like that? Um, and you're kind of basically committing four years with Negredo on top top money. Or do you think, hang on a minute, we've got just dead, we've got Bamford, if Bamford does well over the next few weeks, and then you maybe bring in a third striker as, as support, and you maybe, you maybe back Bamford. You know, he's going to be 23, 24, that, that, the right age. He might be the guy you think, he's our centre-forward next season. He's got the brains, he's got the ability, he's got the technical gifts. So I think there's a huge decision to be made. And I wouldn't be the biggest surprise in the world that if Borough decide not to keep Negredo next season. The interesting thing about Bam, I don't think Bamford will walk in at the starting lineup. I don't think he's got the match fitness. Aitor tends to kind of ease people in as well. But the interesting thing, how many times this season we've we seen where Borough are in need of a goal and Karanka hasn't turned to his subs? He's looked behind him and not clearly not fancied whatever's behind him, whether it be Rhodes, whether it be Nugent, whoever. Now he's gone and spent twelve million pounds on Gusted and Bamford, and now he has got real options on the bench he might look behind him now and think I'm in a better position now to change a game I've got people who I can trust people I believe in and that's the best thing about it for me yeah. Bamford may not may not be an instant starter but he will get chances and it's quite clear that they want to use this window to bring in more options up front you know we looked at the stats they've got fantastic stats at the back you know best tackling best interceptions least goals I think it's only, only one team conceded less is that right uh, but up front we know that they're blunt, they're not creating the chances, they're not having shots. That's where the variety needs to come. And obviously they're looking at Bojan, there's been a link with Delafeo, uh, they brought Bamford in, they brought Gestet in. It's quite clear that they're looking at, at 
different ways of, of more variety, more options, uh, and more potency up front. Uh, what I find interesting about Bamford is, as so often with Karanka signings, he can play in more than one position. We know he can play up front, but he also played behind Vossen, uh, and he played behind Kike. He's played on the left, he's played on the right. He looks like he could even, at a push, play as a number 10, a second striker behind, behind Negredo. All that said, though, I thought he was good in those positions. He wasn't excellent for Borough until he went as the out-and-out striker, was he? That, no, I mean, that was I, I mean for got. me, for me, I, I want to see a prop. <laughs> if you've got, if you've got a Borough player, whatever system they play, I think the idea that you have wingers these days is outdated. But you have people who are comfortable in wide positions. Ramirez clearly is. That's his position. I want to see somebody on the right if, who who who's comfortable. Who, who, that's his primary position. He's not a makeshift right-sided player like Stuart is, like Bamford would be. I'm not saying he shouldn't play there occasionally, but I would love to see Burrow in this window go out and bring in a genuine right-sided midfield player. Do you not have that in Traore? Well, I think the thing with Traore is that he's just such a raw product, isn't he? And I think he can't rely on him week in, week out. I do think he'll feature over the closing weeks of the season because we've got half a dozen games against top teams where Borough won't be in possession Spurs away for example Man United at home got to go to Chelsea I think in those circumstances where you know you're going to be out of possession you need a Triari as that explosive outlet and I think it's proved vital I mean if Triari doesn't play against Arsenal um, at, uh, at the Emirates oh, sorry, you know, if he hadn't played in that match I think the outcome of that sequence of games could have been very different because he made that system work him and Ramirez both played really well on the day particularly, particularly Triori in terms of his goal, score, uh, goal creation so I think he's got a role to play but I think, I think there's an element at the moment that Aito doesn't really trust the players he's playing in those positions whether it's Triori whether it's Stuani um, so, so I think that's why we're a constant. Doesn't Bamford give you the option of playing a genuine front three? If you, yeah. if you resolve the question on the left as well, yeah. you have the option of playing a genuinely attacking front three. I mean, the best well, front three I've front seen three? has been. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. The best well, it front three been I've, for now. That the best front three I've seen this season has been Chelsea's for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Hazard, who was like a world class player in his own right. You've got Costa in the middle. You had Moses on the right. I think it was, wasn't it? Um, you know they can they can both score and create. I think I think the we're, the front three that Borough play tends to be more of a four one four one, doesn't it? With one or two of the players helping the striker as and when, um, which tends to be deeper. And that that in that case you say well you perhaps wouldn't get so much out of Bamford because mm. then he's a right sided midfielder. But if you have the personnel, you could make that a little bit more assertive. Mm. And that that's what we're struggling to do, isn't it? To get those bodies forward because we haven't got anyone there that has the natural attacking instinct. At the minute, it's all either you know, you've either got Traore's pace but no finesse, or Stuani perhaps hasn't hasn't got the instinct and the pace to get forward to join the the, the attack so much. Bamford might kind of resolve that question mark on one side, but you'd still need balance on the other side. But we know that they're working on other players as well. Uh, West Ham Saturday will he feature? I'd imagine he'd feature. I probably don't think he'd start. Um, I mean, Ito's got a lot of options now, I think. I mean, obviously you've got people like Victor Fisher that are back. We've barely seen much of him at all. But I think he's got real options. And, and you know, if we're in the market for another winger as well, as we, we expect, I think Bamford has got his work cut out to get in at the team, certainly initially. I think he'll probably come on as kind of a, you know, a, to get the Riverside reception and get his confidence back up. But... I certainly don't think he'd start. Yeah, last eleven minutes, and then he'll play against Accrington. Yeah, I think. Well, I think what we're not aware of at this end is his numbers. You know, they'll they'll be looking 
today, tomorrow. Um, you know, his physical stats is, you know, they wear the monitors when they're training, don't they? And they'll be just looking to see what is, how fit he is. I mean, I'm assuming he's been training full on um, with his previous club. Um, so he should be have a reasonable standard of fitness, but um, it's we the just sharpness, isn't it? it's the sharpness, isn't it? So I, w- I would imagine, like Vic says, a late a late appearance off the bench. Excellent, thank you, fellas.